Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Golf Sprinkles. My name's Chuck Rosen. A couple of quick administrative uh, pieces of information. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to my podcast. It's called Golf Sprinkles, and you should be able to find that in just about any podcatcher that exists. And number two, if you like what you hear, please send me an email at chuck at golfsprinkles.com or a comment whether you like, dislike uh, something you hear, maybe a suggestion, or you can direct message me on Twitter at Chuck Rosen, that's R-O-S-I-N. One of the biggest changes in golf over the past 40 years has been the rise of the non-American golfer on the PGA Tour. This has been talked about quite a bit, but I just wanted to go back and look at some numbers just to see you know, what it really happened. I, I started in 1975. In that year, there was only one non-American to win on the PGA Tour. That was Bruce Crampton, and that comes out to a 2.3% oh, winning average. I then jumped to 1980, and in that year, only three non-Americans won on the PGA Tour. That got it up to a 6.8% win average, still quite low. Five years later, 1985, there were only up to four winners on non-American winners on the PGA Tour for a 9.3% win rate. 1990, you were up to seven out of 44 players winning, non-American players winning, and that got you to a 16% winning average. Things were getting better, but still not as fast as you would think, but slow but steady progress. I then jumped to the 2016-2017 wraparound season that they now have, and looked at the numbers, and we had 15 non-Americans winning, or 33% win ratio. That was an incredible change over the last 25, 26 years. Uh, I think it's good for the PGA Tour. I think the big reasons, it's easier to travel uh, with jet travel and being able to buy partial shares of jets. I think more money being offered on both the European and the American tour made a big difference. I know the PGA changed the rules to make it a little easier for European players to play on both the U.S. and European tours without penalty. It's, it's really made a difference and I think brought up the quality of the, of the player on tour. There's no question about that. Now, I've been talking, mentioning mainly European players, but this really inc also includes uh, South African players, obviously, Australian, Asian players, a, a few players from, the, from Africa, but not many. That's still a fairly uh, immature area as far as golf goes, and it's certainly a growth area that I'm sure they're looking at. But overall, it's been great for the tour. Great for the players, obviously, and hopefully it will continue. I, I think it breeds good competition for everyone.
do it for now. Please, if you like what you hear, tell your friends, subscribe. I'm always looking for new ideas. If you have some, send them along to me. I look forward to talking to you again. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. As I was putting the final touches on this podcast, I realized I had left off a couple of areas that deserve mention. One is South America, which has some great players already contributing. Angel Cabrera from Argentina has a Masters in the U.S. Open to his credit. Emilio Griano from also from Argentina, has a PGA Tour win. Jonathan Vegas from Venezuela has two PGA Tour wins. In addition, there are great players from Canada. Adam Hadwin, Mackenzie Hughes both have PGA Tour wins. And, of course, Mike Weir won the Masters in 2003 and also has a number of PGA Tour wins to his credit. So I couldn't complete this without adding them to the list. Take care, guys.